Welcome to our podcast. Let's talk with Dennis Martin, where we talk about real life issues. Let's join the podcast. I just want to share some with you tonight, and I didn't put a, a subject on it tonight, but I knew I would be talking about this a few weeks ago. I posted some online and I wanted to just share it with you tonight and talk about it tonight. And I want you to do me a favor. I want you to be interactive. And as you do this, we're going to put it up on the screen. I want to talk uh, about, you know, some things that um, we learn in our upbringing or being raised, whether it was your mother, your grandmother, uh, or whoever raised you, aunt or whoever. And they had a way of saying stuff. They had some sayings that they would say to us. And during the time when we were younger, of course, many of us, if we will admit it, we didn't understand what they were saying. We heard them talking, but we really didn't understand sometimes what it meant. But they would share with us things that were powerful statements. And now we find ourselves as adults, even though we did not, um, you know, really buy into everything they were saying at the time, we find ourselves repeating what we heard them say to our children or to our grandchildren, or we use their sayings so often, and we use the things that they said and shared with us, and we say that a whole lot. Hey, Sister Hall, uh, and, and we shared a lot. And so I want to talk to you about things that I learned from my grandmother, and I want you to uh, chime in tonight and help me uh, with some things you may have learned and and post them and we're gonna we're gonna post them on screen and let's uh talk about it uh me and my grandma were really really close because she raised me from a little boy little baby she raised me and my mother was in my life I saw my mother every day uh but my grandmother raised me in the house I was with my grandmother uh she you know she made sure I was fed clothed uh I went to church. Uh, that was that was not an option of whether we were going to church or not. I was always in church with my grandmother. Sit on the um, sit on the uh, 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 pew next to her, uh, or while she's on the mother's board. I remember looking back at the preacher while he preached. Uh, we were at Aaron's Tabernacle, Five Baptized Church, Holiness Church, and so uh, I remember those times and all the things my grandmother would say to me when I was a little boy. And even after I got to be a uh, a teenager, and then when she passed, and so there were things she would share with me. And I remember we stayed next door to some people, and when we stayed next door to them, every day I would be, I would go to the house, to their house, and we would be playing in the yard and playing. They had an old barn, and we'd be playing there. Uh, when we were young, we did a lot of crazy stuff. We would climb up on the barn and and jump off the roof. We didn't think about breaking nothing. We would just jump off the roof and do all kind of stuff. Well, uh, my grandmother, some things she used to say to me, one of the things she used to say to me, boy, never wear out welcome. You're going to wear out your welcome. I never forget that saying that. And I, I didn't really know what that meant. And then she explained, she said, you're going to keep until you wear out welcome. People are going to get tired of seeing you because you're always over there all the time. They can't miss you because every day you're right there. And uh, it turned out to be true what she said about wearing out welcome. And sometimes we do wear out welcome uh, in, in things. And sometimes I believe if we're not careful, and this is just my belief, 
I believe if you're not careful, you can become overexposed. And especially in this day of, uh, of social media, you can become overexposed. You can be uh, so much on, on this thing and every day that you become overexposed where people, uh, when, they, when they see your face, they just sort of turn and keep going and they're not really paying attention to you like you think they are because you become overexposed. And she used to say, never wear out your welcome. Don't, don't wear out welcome. Don't, don't do it. And I believe that those are valuable lessons that we still have to learn today. And that is not wearing out our welcoming. And I don't, I don't know how many people will admit it, but sometimes, you know, you can wear out welcome with, with certain things. And not just going to visit people, just wear out welcome. You can overdo a thing. And you can, uh, as they say sometimes, people can be happy to see you and then happy to see you go. And so she used to say all the time, boy, don't wear out welcome. Another thing she used to say, and that was, she used to say, uh, don't bother people when they show you they don't want to be bothered. Now, that didn't really resonate with me until I begot, until I got grown. When I got grown, then I really understood what she meant by that statement when she said, don't bother people when they show you they don't want to be bothered. Because sometimes, you know, we you used to almost force your way and, and trying to fit in with people and trying to do things. And sometimes people showed you by their actions or they showed you by what they did or what they didn't do. They really didn't want to be bothered. Uh, you know, that happens a lot today. Uh, I, I, I sort of laugh sometimes today when when people people may text you or, uh, or you may text somebody and they don't answer your they don't answer your text. And, and you can look at the calendar and it's been a, a month ago. It's been almost two months and they still ain't answered your text. And you sent them a text maybe to say hello or whatever. And they still haven't answered your text. They haven't done anything. And, and, but you are still, every time you're still pushing the envelope, trying your best to, to fit in and to be involved and to be accepted and not understanding that sometimes when people show you that they don't want to be bothered, you got to leave them alone. Sometimes you have to leave people alone. Sometimes you got to say, you know, I get it. Uh, it, it takes us a while. Uh, how many times have we could have saved our feelings and saved ourselves from being hurt if we would have followed our, the advice of our grandmothers and, and, and uh, you know, all of that? If, we, if we'd have followed that, we would have been better off. Some hurts we wouldn't experience, some things we wouldn't have went through if we would have followed the advice. Because when people show you that they don't want to be bothered, then you don't, don't push it. Because people show you by their actions, they show you by their words, they show you by uh, the, the reception they give you. And so if they show you that, then you have to understand, don't bother, don't do it, don't, don't push yourself into doing that. And so she taught me that. She said, don't, don't, don't bother people when they show you they don't want to be bothered. And, 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 and you've got to really, really, really look at that and say, you know what, that makes a lot of sense. 
it makes a lot of sense now because when when people don't want to be bothered and you keep bothering them, it's going to end up bad. Nothing good can come out of that when people show you don't want to be bothered. And that's on all levels, whether it's work, whether it's church, whether it's family, whoever it is. When they show you don't want to be bothered, leave them alone. It's it's a good thing. Another thing she taught me was, and this this one I, I learned, I really learned this one too late. I really learned it too late, but now I got it. Uh, you know, I'm 62, but I, I do have it. And at least I learned it. At least I got what she was really trying to say when she gave and made this next statement. And she said, never go where you're not invited just to be mistreated. Think about what I just said. That's what my grandmother told me. She said, never go where you're not invited just to be mistreated. I hope that sinks into somebody that's watching live and somebody that's watching and looking at it later. Never go where you're not invited just to be mistreated. Because sometimes we go and when we get there, we are mistreated and we leave hurt and all disappointed. But understand, you were not invited for a reason. They didn't invite you for a reason. They act like they left your name off the list, but they didn't invite you for a reason. There's a reason you didn't get a call. There's a reason you didn't get an invitation. There's a reason. Sometimes they forgot, but most times it it was done on purpose. And you need to understand that. So don't go where you're not invited. Uh, Sometimes people say, well, are you going to this? I said, no, I wasn't invited. Well, but, but you, no, 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 no. I'm not going where I'm not invited. I'm, you know, people are going to mistreat you sometime anyway, but I'm not going to set myself up for mistreatment by being in the place that I wasn't invited in the first place. And everyone looking at you crazy when you, when, when you get there, there've been many times when I remember when I was the, um, president of the department of evangelism for church of God in Christ. And of course I had a, a seat on the platform. I had a seat. I came from before I was appointed to vice president, first vice president, and then president. I used to sit in the nosebleed section, I called. But then God opened the door and I became the vice. Then I became the president. So I was sitting on the platform. And so when my tenure was up, when my time was up and I was no longer there, I, I went back to sitting where I was before. And somebody said, well, you, you, you was a president. You could have, you could have sit up on the platform. I said, no, no, no. Uh, no one's told me I can sit on the platform. And I'm not going on the platform to be looked at crazy and mistreated by anybody because that's not my makeup. And I don't, you know, I, I don't play games, so I'm not going to do that. So I'm going to stay down here. And then one day I was in one of the meetings and, uh, uh, well, before I was in one of the meetings, uh, I was preaching uh, for uh, Bishop Dillard in, in Memphis and uh, we were talking about going to aim and I was going to aim that year. And he said, uh, yes, we, we got a, we got a seat for you. I said, a seat. He said, you, you always got a seat on the platform in aim. You, you, you got a seat. Matter of fact, I forgot what year they were doing a special thing. He said, you got a seat up here and your name is on it. And when I went to the meeting, someone said, uh, are you, you on the platform tonight? 
I said, I, I don't know. They said, well, I saw your name on the seat last night. So when they say my name was on the seat, then I went up there. But I wasn't going to go up there to be asked down and, and be mistreated. Not saying people mis- mis- would have mistreated me, but I'm just making a point. Sometimes we, we go to places and they will, they will uh, uh, you know, mistreat you about certain things. I was, uh, they had the evangelist meeting here recently uh, before the AIM meeting. Uh, uh, President Spreewell came to uh, my bishop's church, Bishop Hopper, and it was packed out. They had this wonderful uh, rally, a regional meeting. Uh, uh, they were on their way to Pentecost. And uh, when they got to the meeting, when I came in, uh, I sit on the front row. I, I didn't go to the platform. I sit on the front row. And then one of the, the adjutants came over and said, um, you go to the platform. And I said, no, 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 I'm, I'm fine here. He said, no, no, you are former president. You're supposed to be on the platform. Then I went to the platform. I wasn't going to the platform before that. I was going to sit on the front row and be content because until you invite it. All right, I'm going to leave you all alone. Until you invite it, then you don't just go because, uh, and I'm going to say this, I hope I don't get in no trouble, but people will clown you over a seat. And I, I'm too old for that. I don't. I, I, I have a, a wonderful seat uh, in my room, a wonderful seat at my house. That's that's how that's how I feel about it. I never forget one day we were I was in Memphis with the late uh, Bishop G. E. Patterson. We was walking around the church that day. Uh, we were getting ready to go to lunch, and uh, we were sitting in the back of the church in in the gold and white building. And we were sitting in the back of the church, and he made a statement. He said uh, he said, "You see that chair up there, the seat that I sit in it on on the uh, platform." I said, "Yes." He said, "That's my seat." He said, "But guess what?" He said, this is my seat that I'm sitting in right now. He said, any seat I sit in is my seat. <laughs> ah, he said, any seat that I sit in is my seat. I said, all right, Bishop, I got you. And so, you know, you don't you don't go to places and and if you're not invited, you don't just go there because you open yourself up uh Sad to say for mistreatment from some people. Because as much as we don't want to admit it, some people don't need no power. Some people don't need no power. Some people don't need to be ushers. Some people don't need to be, okay, I'm going to leave that part alone. Some people don't need to be because they don't know how to handle people. You don't, um, let, I always used to say this to people, you don't put people that, that don't have people skills and know how to treat people, you don't put them uh, handle. You don't put them at the door to bring people to their seat. You don't put them. You know. You don't. You don't put them. No, you don't. You don't put them. You find them a job where they ain't got to work with people. They working with themselves because they're gonna mess something up. And so you know you need to understand that. You you need to know that. And so. My grandmother taught me that, and she said, don't, don't do it. Don't go where you're not invited and set yourself up to be mistreated. So that's exactly what I do now, and I'm 62. I learned that lesson. took me a while to get it, but I got it. I don't, I don't do and go places where I'm not invited. 
I don't set myself up for mistreatment. Never have, never will. Not doing it. Don't set yourself up to be mistreated. Well, uh, First Lady uh, Barkley made a, um, uh, she she made a, a post under my post when I was talking about when my grandmother taught, taught me. And she, she posted a picture of her grandmother and she posted some things that her grandmother would say to her. And so I want to, I want to go over her list tonight uh, also. And, and if you got some things that your grandmother told you, please, 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 by all means, uh, you know, list it so we can post it tonight. She said uh, her grandmother told the same thing that my grandmother told me. Don't go where you're not invited. I believe that with all my heart. If I'm not invited, I don't have any problems staying away. She said, uh, grandmother told her, don't talk about what you don't know. Hmm. Great things, right? Don't interfere with things that are none of your business. (laughs) Oh, my God. You know, our parents and grandparents were trying to teach us some manners by using some things to help us. And it works today. You remember when you couldn't, they, they said, this is grown folks' business. You you don't talk while grown people talking. You remember those conversations? You know, and, um, you know, uh, she said another thing her grandmother told her was, do not open the refrigerator in someone else's house. You know, people just come in your house now and, and go in there and, and get some out and almost cook. But she said, a grandma said, don't, don't open the refrigerator in someone else's house. And then this one, it took me a while to learn this one. And I, I sort of still do this today. And, and that was uh, another thing my grandmother taught me. I didn't learn it until I really got older, though. And that was don't call after 10 p.m. Because, you know, you be calling people and stuff. And, and there's a certain hour you should cut off calling people unless they told you you can call anytime. But there's a certain hour you shouldn't be calling people. There's a certain hour you should cut cut the call off. And I remember when I was dating uh, my wife, her mother, uh, she, you know, her mother wouldn't let her talk on the phone after 10. Could, you know, and matter of fact, we, we couldn't have no conversation like people had today where you talk two and three hours and talk all night. Oh, no, the conversations were broke down into 15-minute conversations. And you could only talk maybe three times in a day. Yeah, three times a day, 15 minutes. Not no, not no, mm-mm. not no long calls. But at, that after 10 p.m., I, I'll, I'll be transparent. I used to call... Early on, uh, you know, I had connection with Bishop Patterson. I had his number at home and his cell number, and I used to call him. And uh, I used to call him sometime after. I used to call him sometime after 10 o'clock or whatever. And uh, i never forget Mother Patterson said to me one day, she said, boy, she said, your daddy love you, but you be calling too late. I said, ma'am, she said, you called after 10 o'clock. She said, you should be calling him after 10 o'clock. So when she said that, evidently, he had mentioned it to her. And being who she was, she mentioned it to me. So I never called him anymore after 10 o'clock. 
if I didn't catch him, uh, because we they were out behind me. So when it was 11 o'clock my time, it's 10 years. So if I didn't catch him early on, I didn't call him. And so those are lessons that did you learn. You know, people don't have any matter. They'll call you any time of night now. And it's not an emergency. They just call you and want to talk. Uh, another thing she said, her grandmother said, don't go see someone at lunchtime. I guess, you know, messing with people's eating. Uh, another one, and this one was strong talk to us when we were kids. And, and I think it's still today. Don't enter other people's bedroom without permission. Don't go in people's bedroom. You go to their house. Uh, my grandma said, so you stop wherever they put you in the living room, the kitchen. You stay there. Do not go all over this house. I better not catch you all over this house. If I catch you all over this house, I'm going to get you. Uh, and they taught us those kind of manners, not just in people's houses. They taught us those kind of manners in the store. We we I go to the store now and see kids running all over the store. And, and they just all over the place and, and no parent nowhere. But they sort of taught us and they were teaching us disciplines that we needed to be able to do the things that we could do. It brought about good manners for us. It brought about things that we could be able to do things. And so what I found, and I don't know about you, but what I found, I found myself teaching my uh, grandchildren or teaching doing my, when my kids were small, uh, my children were small, teaching them these same type of manners and different things. Even to this day, uh, when it comes to the to grandkids, now we were raised, you just couldn't say uh, yes and no to your parents. That that just wasn't something you could say. You can, yes, no. Uh, you know, that they would say, you had to say, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, sir, no, sir. They don't do that no more. That's not something that they do. But our foreparents taught us. And so to this day, my, um, all my grandkids, they are taught not, not just for us, but for any adult when somebody's talking to them, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Yes, sir. No, sir. Now my grandson King is three and he's finally getting it because sometimes he'd be like, I said, King, huh? And, and right away his grandma said, no, no, you don't say, huh? Huh? You say, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Or, uh, 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 no, sir. And he's, he got it with her. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Teaching manners. And so some of the things that they would say to us, they were trying to teach us manners. And so we have to go back. Now, someone said, it, it, how can you really tie something like that in if you were talking biblically? In the scripture, in the Old Testament, God told them when you uh, begin to teach your uh, the next generation and your children, Teach them things. Teach them. They talked about the history. They talked about where they came from and the things. And some of the things that they taught us, whether we, if we admit it, we still do those things today. We still operate in those things today. Um, we, we, we don't, there's certain things I just don't do. And it's not because I can't, or it's not because uh, I read a scripture say don't do it, but my grandmother taught me through her sayings and through her uh, just showing me how to do certain things. I don't steal from the store. Not because I can't, but my grandmother taught me that. She taught me not to put my hands on stuff. She taught me those type of things. She taught me to respect. I have a respect for uh, especially older people because that's what my grandmother taught me. 
And so there are things that we were taught that we heard and we listened to that helped us to be able to be uh, the people that we are. I remember when I was not reappointed as the president of evangelism, I never forget. Uh, and I just found these the other night. I should have brought them in and read them to y'all. But I'll I never forget Bishop, the late Bishop Melvin Pryor. Uh, I had sent out a video uh, uh, to the department saying that uh, Pastor Willie James Campbell would be the president. And uh, uh, Bishop Melvin Pryor wrote me an email, a long email, and said, I am impressed with you because not many people do what you did and have that type of attitude and have that type of spirit where they would even tell anybody who the next person was. Mother Lavonia Whitley said to me, uh, she said, I looked in your face and I saw it in your face when you were talking about it. You weren't straining. It wasn't a stress or anything. Somebody else emailed me and said, I don't know who your mother is or who your, uh, your, your people that raise you, but they did a good job. Uh, what I'm saying to you is sometimes our manners even as we get older, come from things that were taught to us by our parents, our grandparents, or those that had influence or it were influential in our lives. And so we have to take those things. So there are many things that we've heard, many things that have been said that, I, that they've taught us that we have to take and we have to uh, enjoy and go on. Uh, you know, in my whole entire life, I have to tell you this. Uh, you know, I, I was just taught not to do certain things. There's just certain things I didn't do. And I may feel a certain way, but I just don't do it because it's something that's embedded in me that my grandmother, my mother, my uncle and them taught me. And they said, you just don't do that. And so I've learned over the years to try to maintain that and to teach that to be honorable, I know some people say, well, ain't nobody going to run over me. That that may be sometimes you got to know uh, when to hold them. You got to know when to fold them. You got to know when to run. You got to know when to be quiet. You got to know when to not to say anything. Sometimes you have to know what to do and what not to do. And if we keep a hold of the things that were taught to us, we will be better and we'll understand those things. And so. Uh, I wanted to go over that tonight I, I, because there's been some on me. Uh, you know, I, I get in those moments when I go over things that my grandmother shared and taught me and, and things that she would just share. And, and, and uh, I said to uh, my children and my grandchildren, my grandmother would tell me certain stories and, and I could repeat the story while she was telling it. And I thought during the time it was so funny that my grandmother to keep telling me the same story over and over again. But guess what? I'm older, got grandkids and all that. And guess what I find myself doing? I find myself, I find myself (laughs) repeating the same thing. I find myself repeating the same thing to, uh, to them, you know? And so it is, it is so amazing of, of what they would teach and, and how they would teach and I'm gonna tell you something else. Some other things that they they would say to us that I don't know if it, I don't know if that was good <laughs> because it got in our spirit. And uh, there's certain things that you know you don't do, 
even today, because one thing I found out, even though sometimes our uh, grandparents and stuff, they were saved, I'm going to tell you something else, that they were, they were sort of superstitious about certain things. They really were. And uh, that that is the part. And if, if you don't, if you're not careful, you'll find yourself doing it. I'll tell you some things that my grandmother just would not allow in our house. Would not do it. You couldn't do it. And uh, it took me a long time. Now, you see, I don't have no hair. I usually shave it. Uh, you know, once I did that, I just. But now here's here's the thing. When we would get our hair cut or they would do hair at the house, my grandmother would take that hair and you had to burn your hair. You had to you had to put it in a ball and and set it on fire, and uh, she 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 would uh, you know you set your house uh, hair on fire. And I said, why you do that? She said because <laughs> she said they said if a bird eats your hair, you have headaches the rest of your life. So it took me a long time, y'all. It took me a long time, a long time before I would not burn my hair. If if it was cut, I was burning it. But I finally got out of that. And all of us know they used to say of you uh, by walking under a ladder. You know, I was at church uh, with somebody doing some work today, and uh, I, I noticed when I was, I, I I think I walked under the ladder. I was like, Whoop! <laughs> it was too late. And uh, and then uh, of course. Um, they they would tell us, you know, another thing they used to tell us, if you, uh, whatever you're doing when the new year come in, you're going to be doing it all year. It was just some things. They were sort of funny in, in the stuff that they, they would, they would say and do. And, uh, but they, they would, they would do those type of things. And, uh, oh my God. And, and all of us probably know about the one, if, if you break a mirror, oh my God, we would have. Uh, we would, we would, uh, uh, we would laugh and, uh, I think, uh, Sister Hall, I forgot what the ladder thing was. I think it was, I can't remember what, what the ladder thing was, but we, they didn't want you walking on the ladder that you couldn't walk on the ladder. And then if they, it, oh, if you sweeping and you know, and, and you sweeping the floor and somebody standing there, they tell you don't sweep nobody's feet. And if you sweep somebody's feet, ah, they get at you for sweeping somebody's feet because they say if you sweep somebody's feet, you sweeping somebody out the family. <laughs> I mean, and 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 they sort of believe some of those things. But when we got older, some things we you know we broke away from. But you know, uh, yeah, somebody said black cat. Oh my God, it was just so much that they would be they would be saying. And and we had to really sometime all the good stuff they taught us, but then some of the other stuff we had to really break away from some of that. I mean, it's funny now because we really, really, and um, um, you know, even in church years ago, think about it. There were certain things I know y'all have all this stuff now, but in in um, they used to laugh. Marco used to laugh about this all the time, and and we would laugh. I didn't when they would have. Um, in some churches, they would have what they call picnics. They would have what they call outings. They were doing the same thing, but they refused to call it a picnic. They call it an outing. And then in some churches, they, they, they didn't allow the women to wear red. Years ago, I'm talking about way back in the day, 
they didn't allow the women to wear red. I know y'all wear a lot of red now, but they wouldn't allow them to wear red. Uh, what that was about, I don't know. And um, and uh, just on, 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 and on, and on. And so there was a lot of things that you know we've we've come a long way from what our foreparents believed in. But I will say uh, they believed in some of those things and other things. But we in some instances, we were a little more stable than we are now in some of the things that happen around us. Uh, you know, we, we were not doing certain things. You know, we had murder and all that stuff, but not at the rate that we have it now. Uh, they actually, if you think about it, uh, and, and I don't know about everybody else, I can't speak for everybody else, but I'm going to say for me, our parents raised us well. And what I mean, they raised us well. They had their their hand on our shoulder. They had their fingerprints on our lives. And they raised us pretty good. And we came out pretty good. We, we did. I mean, um, I'm not saying this to, to be bragging, but my grandmother raised me to the extent that I have I have never been, I've never been to jail. I've never been locked up. I've never, I've never, none of that because of the, of the value system that they put in me from the things they taught me. It was, they, they instilled into me and I'm sure instilled in some of you, there's a value system that we have that's, that's instilled in us, you know, and, and to the extent that sometimes, uh, you know, people laugh at you. I've been to places and giving people money. I was at the store one day and I gave the lady pay for the item and she gave me too much change back. She gave me probably about 30 or $40 more than she should have. And so, you know, the natural thing was, you know, take this money and say it was a blessing. Get them to testify and tell everybody in church, that I went through the store and 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 Lord blessed me. I, I didn't have all, but the Lord blessed me with forty, fifty dollars over. Now, but you know that wouldn't have been right. So I said to her, and I, I was going to put leave, and I turned around and said, I said, Oh, you gave me too much money. She said, I did. I said, Yeah, I gave you X amount of dollars, and she said, Oh, okay. And I gave her the money back. And she just stood there and looked at me. And people around me looked at me. They, she was just looking. And I said, well, you know, I, I'm giving, I didn't even tell her I was a preacher. I didn't say nothing about being a preacher. Or nothing. I said, the reason I'm giving you this money back, I said, because if I walk away with this money and you come up short in your draw, that you're going to be blamed probably for stealing money. And they're going to make you count this whole draw. And your job probably could be in jeopardy and I'll be gone. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I, I want you to get this money because I don't want you to get in trouble. Are you following me? So the value systems that we have, we need those value systems today. And sometimes things are not a blessing and you know it's not. Sometimes you take, put, take that money back and give it back to those people. I was in at the, uh, getting some food yesterday at the church, 
And the food I ordered, when I got up to the window, they gave me this big old box. They gave me three big boxes. And so uh, the guy got in, and I could have drove off. I said, uh, is, is this my food? He said, uh, yes. I said, I don't think so. He said, huh? I said, I didn't order anything that would give me three big boxes. I ordered something that probably give me a box and a smaller box. I said, but, you know, and so he he looked and took it back and found out he was he was giving me somebody's food behind me. Now, I could have drove off with the whole box and been like, well, bless God, and, and got on here and told y'all what a blessing God had given me <laughs> with, it, with this food. But our value systems, we were just taught a different way. We, we, we were taught to do things different. And sometimes people think you're pushovers and stuff, but we're not. We just got a different value system. We, it's not getting anywhere at any cost. It's not getting anywhere by any means necessary. That's just not the way sometimes we believe because our value system teaches us through what they said is if we learn to wait on God and learn to do us right, that it'll pay off after a while. So that's what we do. And so we do that being and doing the right thing. Well, I'm sorry, y'all. I, I just wanted to share that tonight. I thought it was very interesting and, and uh you know, to think about where we are and what's going on today where people um, people don't have any, look like they have no value system at all today. It's just anything goes, they'll kill you for looking at them the wrong way or whatever, and we have no value system, none. And, and God has blessed us, and I think we have to, uh, you know, understand that we've got to get back to some of the things that were taught to us. And if we do those things, certainly we'll be blessed. Thanks for joining today's podcast. If you would like to reach Dennis Martin, you can email him at ltdmpodcast at gmail.com. Please support the podcast. Use the cash app, the dollar sign DLMSR. Have a blessed day.